welcome to Cloudcast Basics, the best source on the internet for learning cloud computing. And now from the Cloudcast Studios, here are your hosts, Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely. Hello and welcome to Cloudcast Basics, Season 1, Show 7. This is your co-host, Aaron Delp, and with me as always is Brian Gracely. Hey everybody. And today we're going to talk about software as a service, or SaaS, and how that relates to all of our other cloud topics from earlier. Um, Brian, let's start off with an introduction, and and this one's really easy because most folks out there probably have already uh, dealt with a SaaS, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. That's this is this is the nice thing. So if you've if, you know if you've gotten this far in the season and you're like, boy, there's just a lot of hard topics, SaaS is going to be the easiest one so far because. Everybody every day interacts with some sort of SaaS service, and so you know. Let's just think about some of the basic things that pretty much everybody's going to interact with. Maybe it's Gmail or Office three sixty five for your email. Maybe it's something like Spotify for how you get your music. Maybe you know, in a month or so now, you're going to be doing your taxes and you use TurboTax. Or maybe for your day job, you've got to you know file a report uh, in Salesforce.com. You know, SaaS is just it's as it says, it's software as a service. So anytime that you're thinking about, I interact with something on the internet, it seems like software. It's something that runs through a browser on my computer. I don't know how, I have no idea how it runs. It's just always there. Um, and it seems to be something that we do for kind of every single aspect of our life, whether it's a business aspect or a consumer aspect, those are all SaaS applications. And they're probably the biggest part of, of the cloud, um, even though things like Amazon and Azure and Google, you know, kind of get a lot of the headlines, there are probably three to 4,000 SaaS applications that are out there doing almost everything we can think of from, you know, consumer things to business things to everything in between. Aaron, you know, we talked about that. Like, if I want to get engaged with a SaaS application, my business wants to use a SaaS application, like, how are they allocated? How do I get them? Yeah. And actually this one's super easy number of end users. Um, <laughs> because at the end of the day, that is the, you know, the point you can count, right? How many users are in your system? How many, if, if I'm an administrator or an architect and I'm going out and paying for this service, well, how many end users are going to be accessing this? Um, and, and so think of it as the interaction can be important, though, too, as something with really complex and a lot of layers. It could be certain users with certain levels of access and how they're interacting as well. But the key here at the end of the day is you don't think about capacity. You don't think about performance. You don't think about a lot of these other metrics that you have to do capacity planning. All of that is out the window because that you're, you're paying somebody to do all of that. You're paying somebody to have capacity on demand. You're paying somebody to be for it to be a highly performant application in the cloud. And, and so uh, everything kind of goes away, right? You, you're just getting a bill based off of your end users and how your end users are using it as yeah. well. And I'll throw out, I'll throw out one other sort of use case. In most cases, like you mentioned, it's, you know, you're, you're allocating or billing based on the use case or the number of users, but there are some services that are quote unquote SaaS services 
where they're charging you for their service. So let me give you an example. Let's say you're a small business and the way that you take credit cards, you work with a company called Stripe and they manage you know, dealing with Visa and Apple Pay and all that sort of stuff. You're not paying them based on the number of people that come into your store. You're paying them based on the number of transactions. So you're right. There's always some count of interaction that you have. Sometimes it's users. Sometimes it's like transactions. But it's always some just simple metric like that typically. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And let's kind of go back here um, and, you know, compare and contrast to how it was before. How were things allocated before cloud computing, Brian? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we talked about SaaS is, you know, basically the top of the technology stack, right? It's, it's only the application, you know, or software, if you will. And so before, you know, to, to, to deliver this, you kind of had two concepts, right? One was you had some centralized group, probably in your IT organization, that would give you access to something. But at the end of the day, they had to do everything to set this up. They had to do all the low-level storage networking and, and computing. They had to secure it. They had to set up databases. But the biggest thing, and this is the biggest difference, again, go, goes back to the basics of cloud computing, they typically were having to buy all this stuff uh, for capacity for three years, five years. They were having to kind of plan out how many people might use the system. Um, they were having to dole out licenses to individual users and keep track of all that stuff. So, you know, this was sort of every single aspect of the technology stack was having to be managed. It was having to be forecasted years in advance. You were having to pay for equipment years in advance. And then you were having hoping that you you got it right. Otherwise, you may have wasted a lot, a lot of money. Now with, you know, on-demand SaaS services, um, you know, pay as you go, pay per user, you know, you're going to use exactly what you want, exactly how much you want. And, and if you make a mistake or, you know, you add 10% more people or you lose 10% of the people, you just take that off your bill. You don't worry about it anymore. So this is, you know, this is the area that, uh, you know, has just seen massive, massive changes in IT. And, and so many companies are adopting, you know, SaaS services for all kinds of aspects of their business. And I'll add another point to that as well. So um, <clears throat> think of it this way. If let's say you were a part of centralized IT and you were operating this application across a, a, a number of servers on-prem in a data center, and it was licensed per user. Well, the, the, the company, um, you know, I used to be, there's an old uh, HR application called PeopleSoft. I used to be a PeopleSoft admin. I'll use that as an example, right? Thousand users. And if we use them, great. And we would have to go back and get more, or you'd get, you know, licenses that you're, you're out of compliance. And it, you, it, there was a, a lot of headaches and hassles because it wasn't necessarily connected to the system it was licensing from. And so another key aspect to all of these is you are connecting to that application in the cloud, like Salesforce, for instance. And so that that turning users on and turning users off is actually instantaneous as well because it is owned and operated by that company. Yeah, yeah, that's an important element to this because it ties into price and, and all sorts of things. Now, you know, we talked about the shared responsibility model. We kind of hit on that up front. Like, you don't have to do anything. It's all taken care of. But, you know, I also said there's three to 4,000 different SaaS things out there. Why are there so many? Like, shouldn't there just be, you know, 10? You know, I mean, I, I, mean, I only interact with 10 or 12 applications a day. Why are there so many? 
Yeah, it, it's it's interesting here because this really comes down to this is an area of innovation. And and what I mean by that is you know, you know we have a lot of technology models and and one of those is when there is an area where there is a lot of innovation happening, there's a lot of explosive growth. There is a lot of companies out there trying to do different things. You know, Stripe, for instance, that we mentioned earlier, Zoom being one, TurboTax doing taxes, this ability to specialize and serve a niche. And if that niche is a profitable niche, they will, of course, continue to prosper. But just like anything else, I mean, this is of all of all the ones we talk to, SaaS is a bit of the wild, wild west right now, <laughs> more so than the others, right? It's an area of great innovation, great growth. And because of that, um, and there's lots of specializations that can happen as well. And, and go ahead, Brian. Yeah, well, and I, and I think we forget. I mean, you know, almost every aspect of of what we do day to day touches software somehow. So, you know, if you work in the IT industry, yeah, you think, well, everything we do is software. But if you're on a construction site, you know, keeping track of materials, keeping track of costs, keeping track of paying employees, those are typically all SaaS applications. You know, if you are, you know, getting your groceries delivered, that's a SaaS application. If you're hailing a taxi. That's a SaaS application. So, you know, it's becoming more and more that all these different aspects of our lives and even the jobs that we never, ever think about, they're interacting with SaaS applications too. So it's not surprising that, you know, there is just this such massive proliferation. And it's just because, you know, everybody's interacting with, with software, whether, you know, whether your job is in IT or it's not in IT. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Now let's kind of move into the the last one about location and cost, Brian. What, tell us a little bit about location and cost for this. I think this one's probably pretty short. Yeah, this one is, is pretty short. Um, the one thing about location is uh, the thing to keep in mind is you know the SaaS provider, unlike some of the other things that we've talked about, they manage your data, right? So they're responsible for the data. They're responsible for keeping track of it. Ultimately, it's your data, but they're managing it. And, and this is where, um, you know, depending on where your business is located and depending on if there are any guidelines. Uh, so like, for example, Europe has a concept called GDPR and some countries have laws that say, you know, the data that takes place in this country has to stay in this country, right? And there's different rules about that. So that's the thing you may have to consider is, you know, are we working in a certain regulated industry or in a certain country in which the rules require where the data lives? But other than that, you don't have to really care where it is, right? They're going to make sure that it's worldwide available or regionally available. They're going to make sure that it's, you know, going to be as fast as possible. You don't have to worry about that. And on the on the cost side of things, you know, for the most part, as Aaron talked about early on, you're going to pay on a per user basis or a per transaction basis or some, you know, bulk volume of that. And and that's typically going to be, you know, done maybe on a monthly basis. You can probably buy annual contracts. It really depends on the SaaS provider, right? This is where, um, you know, in general, the model is per users, per transactions, you can buy in volume and you can also buy at different increments, right? Like maybe I can buy it by the week, by the month, by the year, um, but you do need to understand, you know, the, the model specific to that SaaS. So they're not all exactly the same, but they all generally follow those those types of models. So with that, Aaron, uh, any last thoughts about SaaS? This is, you know, like we said, this is the one that's probably going to be the most relatable to anybody who's completely new to cloud computing. But any last thoughts? 
No, I think that summed up really nicely. I, I think this is one, quite frankly, this one impacts us the most as a as an end user day to day, right? Some of these others, it's a little bit you have to kind of be in the industry or or you may or may not hit some of these technologies. But this one, all of us interact with SaaS every single day. So with that, uh, why don't we wrap up SaaS? Uh, we'll you know, give, give you an easy one. The next show, we're going to talk about what we call hybrid cloud and multi-cloud, this idea of what do I do if not all my applications are in a single location? Maybe they're not all in my data center. They're not all in one public cloud. How do I deal with that? And people call that hybrid or multi-cloud. So that'll be on the very next show. Thank you for listening to Cloudcast Basics. You can find all the show details at cloudcastbasics.net or in your favorite podcast player.